Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So this morning, I want to talk to you about being under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for just who you are and what you are doing in our lives, God. We cannot get enough of you, Lord God. But what you're telling us this morning, Lord God, all we need is inside of us, Lord God. You place a gift inside of us to lead us, to guide us, to strengthen us, Lord God. Lord God, to interpret your plans for us, Lord God. And so we, that gift, Lord God, you're just telling us, challenging us this morning to use the gift that you placed inside of inside of us, Lord God, the gift that you placed inside of us, Lord God. I thank you for the gift this morning, Lord God. I thank you for the Holy Spirit using me, Lord God, this morning, Lord God. Let it be your words and not mine, Lord God. So speak with my mind and speak through my vocal cords this morning, Lord God. We don't want regular church, Lord God. We want to see you move. We just bless you and we honor you this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Hallelujah. So this is so this is Paul speaking to the church of Ephesus. You know, Paul was a gangster back in his day. I mean, he was like fearless. He was determined, right, uh, to stand up for his cause. But when he gave his life to the Lord, none of that changed. He was fearless. He was determined, right, to stand up for Jesus. Amen. And so Paul, so Paul is uh, uh, writing this letter to the Ephesus, to, actually to us. It was like a prayer, right? Paul started praying for us that we will be strengthened, right, with the, with the uh, presence of God, that we will, like, proclaim his, his name, Amen. So this was a, a, a prayer. See, Paul had discovered the gift. God, he had discovered his role in God's eternal plan to, to proclaim God's grace to the Gentiles. It was amazing. So it was a prayer. It was a prayer that Paul prayed over us that we will be strengthened by the Holy Spirit and rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. I thank Paul for praying for me. I, I remember as a young man, I was determined. I was very goal-oriented, very driven, but I lacked discipline. And see, I was very determined to do things on my own. I refused to accept help. I don't know why we refused to accept help, right? So it, it, it didn't take, it took a time where I, I began to, to make bad decisions failed relationships, right? And then I became exhausted. And then I remember when I said these important words, I said the most important words that really changed my life. I said, God, I need help. (laughs) Sometimes it is that simple. God, I need help. And then I discovered that God already given me help. He put the helper inside of me. And I remember, like, my behavior started to change. My choices started to, to, to get better. Amen. I, I remember things started to change. I felt a little spiritual. 
right? I felt spiritual, right? A spiritual person is one who is characterized by the leading of the Holy Spirit. See, just because someone says that I am a born-again believer does not make them spiritual unless they are led by the Holy Spirit. Come on, it is a person who is filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit, and lives by the Spirit's power. That's what makes us spiritual. That's what makes us spiritual. Amen? This, just because you, you, you know Christ or you know of him, amen, you're not spiritual unless you start walking by the Spirit. Whenever you just give all control to God. And that's what makes you spirit. The Holy Spirit makes us spiritual. Amen. Amen? So when a, a born-again believer doesn't live by the Spirit, it causes a war within us. Right? Galatians 5:16 says this. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The, sin, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your, your good intentions. So when you are, if you are a born-again believer, called by God, and you are not walking in the spirit, it is a war going on within you. So your flesh is trying to fight the spirit. Your spirit is trying to fight the, uh, the flesh. And it's just, and you're not free to, to do any good deeds. You're not free to do any good things. So you have, so we, what is God saying to us? We have to let go and let God let stop fighting and let God in. We have to use the gift that is inside of us. Use that gift that God placed inside of us. Are you with me, someone? See, a person who lives by the spirit produces the fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5, says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering. Kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. So when you are when you are walking in the spirit, you produce the fruit of the spirit. Are you with me? This is I think this is really, really good. See, we have to start practicing listening to the Holy Spirit. My wife talked about that last week. We have to practice listening to the Holy Spirit. Because if we do that, the spirit of God detects anything in you that is wrong. He doesn't ask you to make it right. He only asks you to accept the light of truth and then he will make it right. See, how much time do you spend listening to the Holy Spirit? See, the Holy Spirit will influence you to do what God wants you to do. The Holy Spirit will influence you to become Christ like come on isn't that good see so how much time do you spend listening to the holy spirit your life is a direct reflection of whose voice you are listening to you become who you're listening to 
Amen. So if you got people in your life that's not walking uh, uh, with the Lord, if not, people in your life that's not walking by the spirit, amen, you actually become that. You will not walk by the spirit. But if you're spending time with the Holy Spirit, I mean, you're talking to the Holy Spirit daily. Amen. You will start acting like the Holy Spirit. You produce that spiritual fruit. See, you are the sum total of who is around you. Amen. See, for almost three months, I believe, I've been around a group of people every week, a small group of people every week. I think we're all starting to act alike. Amen. <laughs> for one thing, I think we're, we're all laughing at Andrew's jokes. Oh, my God. They weren't funny before, but all of a sudden now they're getting a little bit funnier. I don't know what that I don't. We start all acting alike. But it's true. If you walk, if you walk with people that walks with the spirit, you start acting, you start acting like them a little bit. Amen. See, I am a little bit smarter because I've been hanging out with Pastor Steve. I'm a little more passionate of, for the Lord because I've been hanging out with Pastor, Pastor Leona. I'm a little more confident because I've been hanging around Caitlin. And see, I'm a little more faithful with the Lord because I've been hanging around the Bledsoe's. Amen. I've been a little more bolder because we've been around Sam. Amen. A little more ambitious because we've been hanging around uh, um, Andrew. Amen. So I've been more peaceful because I've been hanging out with my wife. Amen. So this, so when you hang around with people who walk with the spirit, amen, you start picking up some stuff. Amen. You get a little bit better. They start to influence you in a positive way. So I've been influenced by people who've been influenced by the Lord. Come on. Somebody give God a shout. Amen. You are the sum total of who is around you. Come on, we need a calm place. We need to practice listening to the Lord. We need to, we need to find a calm place. I know your home, for some of you, your home may be chaotic. You got kids running around or whatever. See, God will give you anointing to shut things down. Come on, God, he placed the same spirit, right, in us that he has in Jesus Christ. So how Jesus calmed the storm. Amen. You have to practice calming the storm at home. They said, peace. Be still. It will work. Try it now. I give you a few minutes to try it now. It works. I'm telling you, you got the same spirit. Amen. But we do. We need a calm place and just shh. Quiet your mind. Your mind is too busy. Shh. Quiet your mind. It's you talking. It's you thinking. It's not the spirit. Quiet your mind and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. You may say, well, pastor, I can I can never hear the Holy Spirit. Listen, listen, listen to shh. Listen, the Holy Spirit's right here. The Holy Spirit's right here waiting to come out. He says, I've been lying dormant for too long. I have so much I want to share with you. So many, I want to tell you what God is saying about you. Shh. Quiet your mind. Stop everything. Don't miss this season in our lives. Don't miss this moment. Amen. This moment of isolation. This is a moment that was shh.
God's saying, listen to me. Listen to me. Find a quiet place. God wants to trade your confusion for his peace of mind. Shh. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit wants to talk to us. We need a quiet place for him to speak. So last week, my wife talked about the Holy Spirit is, is a person. The Holy Spirit is not just power. He is a person, a person of the Holy Trinity. Amen? So he is not an it. He is a person who has feelings. A person who has feelings. So what does that mean? That means we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Right. Because he loves us. He wants to nurture us and teach us and comfort us. But we deny him all the good things he wants to give us. Amen. So we have to practice listening to him. Let's not grieve the Holy Spirit. There are other ways we grieve the Holy Spirit as well. If you turn to Ephesians 4 verse 30, it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. Just be kind to one another. Tenderhearted forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you, me, all of us, everybody. So, this, so there are ways that we grieve the Holy Spirit um, we need to be aware of. So things like bitterness, we, I think we take these things lightly. Like we grieve the Holy Spirit being bitter. Right. See, when you are bitter, you deny the Holy Spirit's access for mercy. So if you are full of wrath, you deny the Holy Spirit access for happiness. If you are angry all the time, you deny the Holy Spirit's access for peace. If you have clamor, you deny the Holy Spirit's access for stability. It's evil speaking, you're, you're deny the, you deny the Holy Spirit access for love. Malice, you deny the Holy Spirit's access for goodwill. See, these are ways that we deny, we grieve the, the Holy Spirit. We grieve the Holy Spirit is an emotional person yes. toward us, yes. right? And it's still equal to God. Yes. So the Holy Spirit wants to comfort us, wants to lead us, wants to love us. But when we have all these things in our heart, we grieve the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit's about what? Love. Right. The Holy Spirit's about love. So he wants to be in the, he wants to be an influence over our lives. So how does the Holy Spirit influence us? Well, one, he strengthens us. Right. So let's go back to Ephesians three. In verse 16. So this is, again, this is Paul's prayer. 
But look at the Trinity in action here. So it says here that, verse 16, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with his might, with his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. And if we skip down to verse 20, it says, now to him, who is him? It's God. So now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think of, right? Or think of according to the power that works in us. Come on, according to the power. So look at the Trinity in action. It says that his spirit, his Holy Spirit will strengthen us. But it's, Paul's saying that he's praying that Christ will dwell in our heart. And then Paul started to proclaim. It was a prayer before, but then he started to proclaim. He says, to, now to him, now to him who is able to do according to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think of according to the power that works in us so amen so look at the trinity in action so the holy spirit strengthens us it says he strengthens the inner man what's the inner man what is that new man that God has given us? It's that new man that Christ died for. So the Holy Spirit strengthens that new man. And he says that, that Christ needs to dwell. I'm praying that Christ dwells in your heart. Because if Christ dwells in your heart, you will be rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in love. I love that word dwell, right? The Greek word dwell means to make yourself at home right so through the eyes of our heart is how we understand how God works in our lives because of the belief of Jesus in our hearts if you want spiritual power Jesus must fully dwell in your heart see Jesus so 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 God wants Jesus wants to come in and just clean house clean house just get in all in your messy closets all the stuff that you're trying to hide, you know how like your, your closet's so messy, you just try to hide it, you don't want no one to see it, amen, just junk all over the place, you open it, stuff just fall out, whatever God wants, Jesus wants to clean all that. He says, I want to clean every closet, because you know why? Because I want to be in every room, every room, every closet, I want everything in the light, I want the light shine over every area in your lives. Let it shine. Let me be in your house. So Christ must dwell in our hearts because when Christ dwells, so here, so here's this. So we have the Holy Spirit strengthening us every day. If we allow Holy Spirit access, he's strengthening us every single day, strengthening the new man, strengthening your, your faith, strengthening every, every aspect of your life. And then what, as Christ dwells in your heart, you will be rooted and grounded in God's love. And then you, as Paul did, will start to proclaim that, oh, I know him. You know, God will 
is, is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I ask or even think of according to the power that works in us. So as the Holy Spirit strengthens me, get me right, amen, God uses what the Holy Spirit is strengthening according to the power that works in us. And he, so God just, he will go above and beyond what you can even think of because our thoughts are not his thoughts, our ways are not his ways. So he says, I'm going to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you ask or even think of. So as you allow the Holy Spirit to use you, to strengthen you, he says, I'm going above and beyond all your, all that you're asking during your prayer, all that the jobs that you're applying for, I'm going above and beyond that. Come on, somebody give God some praise. To me, that's some good stuff. So we need the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. That's so important. So every day, so God put a gift inside of us, and every day, that gift is strengthening us. It's strengthening us. As Pastor Steve was saying that, like, we need to start at ground zero. I'm righteousness. Right? I'm a right standing with God. Start from there. Why? Because I have the Holy Spirit inside of me strengthening me. Right? So if I didn't get it right yesterday, the Holy Spirit, we're going to have a conversation. And he's going, to, he's going to tell me how much God loves you. He's going to tell me the truth. Amen? He will not condemn me. He will tell me the truth because the truth should lead me. The truth should get me right. Amen? So the Holy Spirit will strengthen me. He will strengthen me. Amen? Oh, that's some... Oh, man. I wish you were here shouting with us. So how does the Holy Spirit influence us? Well, he strengthens us, and then he unveils God's plans for you. That is so awesome. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says, but, it, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear, not ear, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for us for those who love him but God has received them no God has revealed them but God has revealed them um, them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of God Amen. Let me let me repeat that. Amen. Because uh, your pastor needs glasses. Right. So but God has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things. Yes. The deep things of God. So the Holy Spirit reveals God's truth, reveal God's presence and reveal God's plans for us for our lives. Isn't that awesome? So the Holy Spirit is in our lives to reveal things to us. Amen. To reveal things to us. So I remember, so you remember the story of the two disciples that Jesus came back and, and, and um, visit the two disciples and they couldn't recognize, they couldn't see Jesus because he didn't reveal 
himself to them. So it wasn't until he started to quote all the scriptures to them and they got an understanding who, was, who, who he was, and then he revealed themselves. See, they didn't know the truth until Jesus revealed, till he had to explain the truth to them, and then he was revealed to them. See, we could be missing the mess, best moments of our lives because it has not been revealed to us. We're not using the gift that God's placed inside of us. See, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal the plans of God in our lives. He wants to reveal. He has a lot that he wants to say to us. Amen. So the Holy Spirit unveils what's already inside of you. Unveil. He uncovers. He uncovers the deep things. He uncovers what God placed inside of us. Amen. So you don't need more power. You don't need more faith. You don't need more vision. Amen. All you need is the Holy Spirit to unveil, to uncover what's already inside of you. It's greatness inside of you because it's the spirit of God inside of you. Amen. God doesn't create any mistakes. Amen. God doesn't create any mistakes. He put the spirit of God inside of you. Amen. And there's a plan that God has for you. And the Holy Spirit wants to reveal it. He wants to unveil. He wants to uncover what's inside of you. Holy Spirit says, I'm going to unveil what is yours. He, he will unveil your purpose. He knows where you're supposed to go and when you are supposed to get there. See, we don't need the Holy Spirit to reveal the, uh, the, what the scriptures already express. We need the Holy Spirit, right, to reveal the details of the plans that God has for us. The Bible is our, our life. Is, is truth, but the Bible is not going to tell you, it's not going to give you a detailed purpose for your life. That's why uh, God left the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus left the Holy Spirit to us, right? To unveil God's plan. The Holy Spirit will give you the details of God's plans. Are you with me? <laughs> See, we need the Holy Spirit to reveal the details of where we go, what, to, what I do, how do I do it, amen? The Bible is not going to tell you where to go. What, what, the, what did God say to Abraham? Just Go. Just go. That's all we read. It was just like God called Abraham. He said, go. Go. So the Bible didn't give a detailed plan exactly where, where to go, what to do, blah, 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 right? So the Holy so God's not, so the Bible's not going to give you a detailed plan of where to go or what, what to do. Amen. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Amen. Yes, the Bible tells you how to be obedient, how to walk in truth, how to do all those things, which are more important than anything, right? But we need the Holy Spirit to speak to us so, um, so, God, um, God can, so he can fulfill God's plan, so we can fulfill God's plan. Amen? Amen? So, so how else does the Holy Spirit influence us? Well, he guides us to the will of God. So Psalms 37 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. 
See, God orders our steps, and the Holy Spirit guides them. So every step that you take, when, you, when the Holy Spirit's, uh, you're walking with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's leading you, he's, he, every step that you take is towards God's will. That is, that is so awesome. So every, every step, whenever you plant your feet, it's victory. Amen. When the Holy Spirit's leading everywhere you go. So that's why. See, the Holy Spirit has your past, your present and your future. And he's reviewing it. He's 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 reviewing it. He says, yes, I, 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 he, he so every word, every word that God ordained. Amen. He guides every word that God spoke over your life. He guides every word. So it doesn't matter if you made mistakes in your life, amen, the Holy Spirit is still, if you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, it doesn't matter what mistakes, what uh, your past failures, it doesn't matter because what the Holy Spirit will do, he will take all your past, your past failures will become a stepping stone to your success in the future. So everything that you've done, everything that was a mistake, you felt like was a mistake, is now a stepping stone. See, God orders our steps, and sometimes our, our past becomes stepping stones for our future. Amen? So you need to start praising God that he left you a gift that will guide you no matter what. So all along, as you were making, I remember times that I made mistakes, but the Holy Spirit was there to, to pick me up, was to pick me up and send me another way. Come on. The Holy Spirit's been guiding you the whole time. No matter where, no, no matter where God will lead us, we can trust him to be with us every step of the way, every step. He guides. God orders our steps. And the Holy Spirit guides them. Isn't that awesome? So two things we must do to allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives. Two things we must do to allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives. Number one, we must allow the Holy Spirit to have control. We must give him Full control. So the Holy Spirit, could, for some people, the Holy Spirit could be lying dormant for years. And we think that something's wrong with the Holy Spirit because it's not working in us. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the Holy Spirit. You don't need more Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit needs more of you. <laughs> so we need to allow the Spirit to have control over our lives, the control over our life. In this case of the Holy Spirit, we have all of him that we will ever have. So the, the major determinant of the, of the Spirit's influence is how much of us we let him consume. So I have a question. Do we desire to live for Christ in every area of our life? Dating relationship? Do we desire to, to Christ, for the Holy Spirit, to consume every area of our lives? Every area of our lives. If so, we must let our lives show 
that the Holy Spirit has control. We must allow the Holy Spirit to have that control. See, don't allow anything you might be facing grieve the Holy Spirit. No, don't let anything. So any any roadblock that you're facing, any barrier that you're facing, don't allow that to grieve the Holy Spirit. Your response is everything. See, the Holy Spirit is sensitive towards you. He wants you to succeed. He's calling out to you. Let me help you. We must allow the Spirit to help us. We must help the Spirit help us. Just give them control. When you release the control, God gets the glory. God gets the glory. See, when the Holy Spirit's guiding us, when he is in control, right, his mission is for God to receive glory. For God to receive glory. But we have to have that control. So the Bible does says that God orders our steps. He orders them. It's, that means it's ordained. And the Holy Spirit wants to guide us wants to guide our steps. But some of us are not stepping up. Some of us step back. Some of us are just not moving at all. God said, just give, give, let the Holy Spirit have control of your life. It'll be so much better even trying time, doing, through trying times. It will still be better because the Holy Spirit, the whole time, his job is to strengthen you every day, every day, every moment the Holy Spirit is strengthening you because its mission is for God to get the glory in your lives. So the second thing we must do to allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives, and I'm going to close with this. It's to create an atmosphere where you welcome the Holy Spirit's presence. Atmosphere is important. Ephesians 5 verse 19 says, Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. An atmosphere has created something. An atmosphere is created something we can't, it is something that we can't see, but we feel the effects of it. See, when we worship, when we give thanks, and we give praise, we grow sensitive to the Spirit's presence. See, that's an opportunity for us to create an atmosphere of faith so the Holy Spirit can come in. Create an atmosphere to allow the Holy Spirit to move around. Create an atmosphere. So that's our role, is to create an atmosphere where the Holy, we can be used by the Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit's sensitive. We don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. We don't want to grieve. We don't want to deny him access in our lives. That is so important. Let's not grieve the Spirit. Let's let the gift that God placed inside of us work. We don't need more power. We don't need more vision. We don't need more faith. We just need to use the gift that God's placed inside of us. Isn't that awesome? So wherever you are, I just want you to stand right now. And just I just want you to say, Holy Spirit, come out. Just lead me, guide me. I right now made a decision right now to give you full access to my life. Full access to my life. It's a gift. When Jesus died, he says, I can't do but so much when I am here. So he died so God can do more. So he left this gift he placed in all of us. All of us. That's what connects all of us together. It's the spirit that resides in us. So just give him access. Just say, Lord, I just, right now, I am tired of making my own decisions. Right now, God, I'm going to say these words. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to lay down my life right now. I'm going to say these words. God, I need help. I need help. I need help. Wake up the helper inside of you. Wake up that helper inside of you. It's a helper. He will help guide you. He will strengthen you. I love that. Like we don't have to rely on our own strength. We have the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. Use the gift that's inside of you. Use the gift. The gift that's inside of you. We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you and have a great rest of the week.